What is up, fantasy football fanatics? This is Zach Bridger, your host, aka Zach does at Zach does fantasy, and this is the No Catch Fantasy Podcast for Week Four, going into Week Five. Shaky start so far, <laughs> but um, you're probably here from TikTok. I'll post all these clips on TikTok and. This week, we're going to talk about our top week five waiver wire pickups and week five booms. We're going to start off with our with my picks for NFL week five. We had a big week four coming in at 12 and four on the week and winning our pool. And then we're going to go on to some players you should buy low or sell our panic, don't panic section and then we're going to cover some key injuries in week four going into week five and finally recap on our previous waiver pickups and week four's booms which i made a tiktok on today so go check that out all right let's jump right into it these are my nfl picks for week five of the nfl season so Last week, we went 12-4 and four in week four, a big bounce back week, putting my total record at 32-31. and 31. We're up in the green. Let's go. We're above positive. Bouncing back from a 5-11 and 11 week three. Yes, it was a tough one. Let's look at this game slate. Thursday night, we got Colts at Broncos. I got the Broncos pulling this one out, even though they look shabby. But the Colts don't look too good either. It's a mystery game. We got Broncos. Then we got Packers at home versus the Giants. Yes, they both look mid, but we'll see how it goes. Then we got the I got the Lions away at the Patriots. I think the Lions are going to bounce back. Big offense there, even with some major tools out. And then we got I got the Chargers beating the Browns on the road. Texans beating, or I got the Jaguars beating the Texans at home. Jaguars going to bounce back after that. Going to be a good game, though. Then I got the Bucks at Falcons at home. And then Bills at home versus the Steelers. I got the Dolphins with Teddy Bridgewater leading them to a W at the Jets. That might be a trap game. It's a very interesting one. Then I got the Vikings being the Bears at home. You never know what either of these teams are going to do. These games are all tricky this week, but um, we're going to truck through them and win the pool back-to-back weeks. All right. Then we got the Titans at the Commanders. I got the Titans winning. Yes, that that's a sketchy one. I almost went with Commanders at home, but I stayed with Titans. Then we got... The Saints beating the Seahawks at home. Then we got the Panthers holding it down at home versus the 49ers. Yes, yes, debatable, debatable. We got Then I got the Eagles winning at Cardinals in Arizona. Eagles are going to make it 5-0. They're looking really good so far. The Cardinals are going to compete. Then I got the Cowboys beating the Rams on the road. Man, I don't know what to think about the Rams after that one tonight. Then I got the Ravens beating the Bengals at home. Ravens going to bounce back. Just kick the field goal, Harbaugh. 
kick the field goal, bro. <laughs> and then I got my Chiefs, baby, beating the Raiders at home in Arrowhead. Sorry, Raiders. You're about to be one and four. All right. <clears throat> Those are our picks for week five of the NFL season. Hopefully, we'll stay in the green. It's exciting. All right. Let's jump into top week five waiver wire pickups. These are some players you have to pick up off of the waiver wire going into week five of the NFL season. There's five of these guys. Coming in at number five is Kenny Pickett. He's only rostered in 4% of leagues, and he's taken over the reins from Mitch Trubisky. He had 12 points. Even though he threw three picks, he has running upside. He's going to be super good. He loves Pickens. He has a good receiver core, a good running back who's underperforming this year, Najee Harris. But he's going to go crazy. You have to roster this guy. He's going to be worth starting by the end of the year, in my opinion, with that running upside coming out of nowhere. You've got to roster him. He's only rostered at 4%. Go get Kenny Pickett. Number four, this guy's rostered at 44%. And honestly, he should be rostered in almost every league. I've talked about him in an earlier podcast. He's a quarterback for the Lions. His name's Jared Goff, coming off a 33-point week where he kept his team in it versus the Seahawks. Throwing like crazy, yes, weak defense. But, hey, he was missing two tools or two big-time players in Amon Ron St. Brown, DJ Chark, and he's also missing um, DeAndre Swift. And he's only rostering 44% of leagues. I mean, banged-up personnel. He faces New England soon. Like, I think you got to start him next week too, but you got to pick him up as a backup quarterback or a starter if you're dumb like me and drafted Matt Stafford in most of your leagues. I'm definitely gunning for Goff in the few leagues he's available in. All right, our number three pickup from the waiver wire for week five is Naheem Hines. Yes, he's rostered in 60-plus percent of leagues. So it might be a little hard to get him. But Jonathan Taylor's ankle, he may play in week five. They updated the injury report. He may play in week five. But if he's not ready, <clears throat> if he's not ready, then Naheem Hines will get a lot of work out of the backfield on third downs. I mean, they do have an undrafted rookie at running back as well who may see most of the carries. Um... But Naheem Hines is on your roster. Not available in many leagues, but you have to get him with the upside with Jonathan Taylor's workload going to be diminishing or injured. That's a big boom to the Colts. But All right. Our number two, number two player you should pick up for week five. Let me just... I Too much, too much build up right there. Our number two player you should pick up for week five is George Pickens. Only rostered in 37.7% of leagues. He was drafted in like every league. These fools must have just dropped him like flies. Because he is drafted in all of my leagues. 
There's no way this fool's rostered in under 40% of leagues. Kenny Pickett at quarterback absolutely loves him. Dotted him up for 16-plus fantasy points this week. He loves Pickens as a target. Oh my goodness, you gotta get this guy. You absolutely gotta get this guy. Um, You just gotta get him. And actually, my mistake, he's your number one fantasy pickup for week five off the waiver wire. Is George Pickens. He had eight targets for 102 yards. Can you pick a loves this guy? Go get him. That's all that needs to be said. All right. Let's go back a little. Our number two player you should pick up this week is Corey Davis. I've been stressing this. I've received hate on TikTok. I absolutely love Corey Davis. Only rostered at 6.9%. Nice. 6.9. Um, and then has he had five catches on seven targets for 74 yards and a tutty last week. Zach Wilson, the return of Zach Wilson. Big question mark, but dude, people are going to be trying to snag Corey Davis this week. you got to go get him. Yes, he is kind of a boomer bust guy, but if you can stash a flex play versus like when you see a good game plan or a weak matchup, put in Corey Davis. He's like wide receiver number three. He's going to get matched up on bad, like bad DBs, bad coverage. Go get that guy. Those are our week five waiver pickups. Let's flip the page in the notes right now. Onward to our booms. Here are five flex players that are going to absolutely boom in week five. These guys, these five guys are going to go insane. Coming in at number five for our week five booms is James Robinson versus Houston. He's going to have a bounce back week, favorable matchup versus the Houston Texans, who are absolutely just giving away free yards on the ground. I don't know. They're just getting owned by O-line. They're just getting wrecked. Austin Eckler with 34.9 points last week. Breakout game for his um, NFL season. And, I mean, last week, Robinson got held to 2.9 points, but the game plan was all good, all messed up versus a good Philadelphia Eagles team. He bounces back and has a big week this week. Put him in your flex spot. Don't sweat it. <clears throat> Jeez, all these coughs. Um, number four for our who's gonna our number four player who's gonna boom this week is Juju Smith Schuster versus Las Vegas. The Raiders get absolutely toasted by wide receivers. Sutton and Judy had fifteen point games this week, or this last week in week four. And they just get absolutely toasted. I mean, Juju had five catches on eight targets for 46 yards this week. I see him having at least a 15, 20-point game this week versus the Raiders. Primetime Monday night. I mean, Juju's just going to go bonkers. He's going to bounce back from kind of being mediocre and just go crazy in week five. All right. Number three. 
This is a pick them up off your waiver wire and plug them in. Number three, boom, this week is Corey Davis. Yes, sir. He is facing Miami, who just got torched by T. Higgins, a secondary wide receiver. Miami is strong. Um, and they're secondary against number ones, but if it gets deeper, they just allow tons of pass yards. As you can see in the previous games this season, Corey Davis, Zach Wilson is back, baby. Yes, sir. Zach Wilson is back. And yeah, the game plan, Corey Davis is going to fit in great. He's going to have another boom week. All right. Number two on our must starts for week five. Ramondre Stevenson is our number two must start this week. You're saying Ramondre Stevenson? Yes, Ramondre Stevenson, baby. Plug him in your lineup. He had 12.9 fantasy points last week with a backup quarterback. Well, third string. And I just think they're going to dump off a lot to Ramondre Stevenson in the past game. I mean, safe target for Zappi. And um, he has a favorable matchup versus the Lions this week. Very favorable matchup. I think he continues this wave. I think he gets 15-plus fantasy points, if not more. And PPR just gets peppered with targets. And the Lions just got toasted by Rashad Penny, so why not? All right. And our number one, boom, for week Five. You could probably already guess this one. Smell it from a mile away. You're starting this guy every game. It's Chris Olave versus the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> yes, he's going to get absolutely peppered with targets. Had 16.7 points on seven targets from Andy Dalton. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Olave gets open and the quarterback's targeting him and throwing to him, and he's going absolutely insane. He's going to have another boom week. Start that man in your flex, or maybe even wide receiver too if you're struggling that bad, and run with it, baby. Boom. All right. Those are our week five booms. Now, on to our next segment, which is Panic or don't panic. These are some players you should either buy low on or sell high. This week's a little different, though. Our panic or don't panics are on, like, a lesser scale. They're like flex guys, you know. You may want to play them, may not. You just don't not sure because whether to drop them. Because you're kind of, you might panic and drop them for no reason. Because you saw one guy who had a... Big week in week four, week three. But these are some... Our, our don't panics are some pretty interesting players who I have rostered in some of my flex weeks. Flex is flexes in some of my leagues as well. <clears throat> All right. Are three players you should buy low on are Robert Woods... Chase Edmonds, and Juju Smith-Schuster. These are three players you should not panic on in fantasy football, and you should buy low. Number one is Robert Woods. 
He's seeing more and more targets. Traylon Burks injury problems. Kyle Phillips has been out. Robert Woods is explosive. And he's just been peppered with more targets. Last week he had like 12, 13 fantasy points. I want to say he had a touchdown. He had 40 yards, few catches. He is worth rostering in every league. You should have him as a flex option. Tennessee Titans, they'll figure it out soon. They're still going to run heavy, but they want play action. They want the play action game who they're going to hit Robert Woods with. He's going to have plenty of feasible games in the flex spot. You should not panic on him so far. Our next don't panic on is number two player you should not panic on is Chase Edmonds. Yes, everybody's screaming, oh, Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert, oh. Chase Edmonds will get peppered with targets from this man, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is a game manager. He is amazing at just peppering the running backs. Hence why Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon had so much success last year in a two RB system because they got peppered with targets. Teddy Bridgewater is going to pepper Chase Edmonds. His PPR, his PPR worth is so high. He's just going to get peppered with targets. He's going to be worth flex plays on and on. Keep this man. Please keep this man in your flex spot unless you need to trade him at a position you're weaker at, like tight end, which I just I just did. I traded him for Tyler Higby in one league, but. I kept him on all my other leagues. He's worth keeping. All right. Our number three do not panic player is Juju Smith-Schuster. This Juju falls in like the same category as Allen Robinson. Well, Allen Robinson, you should just... Oh, man. I don't... You should just throw him away at this point. He's not worth rostering. Juju will have a huge games in the future. He's still building a rapport with Mahomes. Kelsey will get locked up a few games in the future. He'll get double team, triple team. It's going to open it up for Juju. I think you should keep Juju. Do not panic on Juju Smith-Schuster. Buy him low if you can. And he's just a great buy low. He's going to have a few big games worth playing then. But you stash him until... The game plan says so. Until somebody locks up Travis Kelsey. And those three guys are our players you should not panic on. All right. Going on to three players you should sell and absolutely panic about in fantasy football. I mean, some of these are obvious. You should panic. On Ezekiel Elliott, it's just obvious, dude. I mean, Tony Pollard's there, yes, but even if Tony Pollard doesn't do anything, Ezekiel Elliott's going to get a max of 10 to 15 fantasy points at best. He's just not efficient. Cooper Rush is a good passing quarterback. He controls the game. I just, just get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. You should panic and try to get Robert Woods... Chase Edmonds or Juju Smith-Schuster. It's just not worth keeping (laughs) Ezekiel Elliott on your team. 
Next one you should next player you should panic about is Darren Waller. Carr has been targeting Devontae Adams like crazy, and he's been targeting Matt Collins, Hunter Renfro when he's healthy, whoever it is, just not Darren Waller. He just loves Devontae Adams. I don't think the script will flip anytime soon. Sell Darren Waller, get Higby or something. Put a deal in where you get Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett. Just get a different tight end that's rising instead of falling. All right, and the last player you should sell, everybody has been panicking about. You should panic on Najee Harris. Pickett is a good runner. I just, he's just not going to check down the Najee Harris. They're going to try to run it. But I think Pickett's going to have a lot of pressure to throw the ball like Trubisky has had. And Trubisky crumbled under the pressure. He he survived three and a half weeks. But Najee Harris, man, just inefficiency from the offensive line, everything. Just you should panic on Najee Harris. Sell him for as much value as you're going to get out of him. Don't hold him because you drafted him high. That's a myth. Trade him for the value he has currently. Try to sell him and get as much worth as you can right now. All right. Here's our next little segment, a little new segment we have going on here. We got our fantasy injury corner. It's going to be a brief segment. We got five guys to talk about who just got hurt. And their backups may be feasible players to pick up off the waiver wires. So, originally when I wrote my notes, Jonathan Taylor, it looked like he was going to have a high ankle sprain. But then more injury reports came back and said he actually could possibly play or the injury is less serious, which is cool. But you still want Naheem Hines. Most people are stashing Naheem Hines right now. But you still want to get Naheem Hines. Maybe look, I don't have it off the top of my head, but their undrafted free or their undrafted running back they have, who is an animal, I heard. He has top 10% speed, 220 pounds. He, he might put up Jonathan Taylor numbers. You never know if Jonathan Taylor's hurt. So that's a guy to keep in mind. And then Javante Nee, ACL, LCL. Done for the year. Prayers up for my man Javante. He's going to rehab back and be a good running back again. That's why they call the NFL not for long. But Latavius Murray. The Broncos just signed Latavius Murray, who looked really good for the Saints this week. But And there's another guy, Mike Boone, who could be in the mix. I don't know if either of these guys are rosterable. If you're down bad... Latavius Murray's your guy if you're down bad. Like, just absolutely struggling in a deep league and nobody has him. Like, and you're first on waivers because you're 0-4 because you have, like, Najee Harris and, like, Jonathan Taylor or Javante Williams, per se. That's your guy if you're down bad. Latavius Murray. Traylon Burks, which looks like a decently serious foot injury for a few weeks. I say trade for Robert Woods. I absolutely love Robert Woods. I absolutely love Robert Woods. You 
you need a trade for Robert Woods. I mean, I just like him as a medium flex option. Play him some weeks when you think he's going to go crazy. All right. <clears throat> then we got a Jahan Dotson hamstring injury, which is going to open up more targets for Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas. It just isn't looking like Wentz wants to throw to Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry may get a few targets, but Logan Thomas is worth a roster spot at tight end. Don't get discouraged by these last two weeks. He is worth a backup tight end spot. Just carry him around. He's going to have a few big weeks. A few big weeks, and he could finish low end tight end one. In the bottom, like finished between 7 and 10 at tight end. Lovely spot for him, which means he's going to boom some weeks. All right. Next is Cordero Patterson. They, Cordero Patterson, minor knee surgery. He'll hopefully be back like a Zach Wilson thing, like four to six weeks, but that's still a healthy chunk of time. No pun intended. Um, Man, you got to go get Tyler Algier, I rostered him in three of my leagues last week. And they might go by committee with Huntley. But here, this is where it's a a toss-up in the air with Atlanta Falcons running backs. Damian Williams gets back in a week or two from IR. Great running back. Yes, I'm biased. Chiefs fan here. But he, he could be a running back one, dude. It's insane. Tyler Algier, they drafted him. He could go insane, too. And Caleb Huntley, they just signed him off. The practice squad, undrafted. He had a great week. He had a touchdown. He's super efficient. The Falcons are running the ball really well. So whoever they run, you got to play that guy. Whoever is the running back one in Atlanta. Which means you're going to have to maybe stash one of these guys. If poor Daryl Patterson was like looking like a flex option for you. Just stash one of these running backs, and they may be a flex option for you as well. All right. Isaiah McKenzie and Jamison Crowder are banged up as well. Gabe Davis's stock is going up. Don't sl- sleep on him, even though he had a week, a week, week four. Don't sleep on Gabe Davis. Some injuries for the Bills. Looking like he's going to get his way looked at a lot by Josh Allen. All right. Here's our Final segment of the podcast, rounding up about 30 minutes before this, before we talk about our week four booms recap, sign up for underdog fantasy. These leagues are addicting. I literally had my girlfriend start putting in leagues. She entered one $5 league for the Monday night super flex, the new thing they're trying out. And she won 30 bucks, and I literally won nothing. So it's so easy. Your girlfriend can do it. Sign up using code ZBridger. That's Z-B-R-I-D-G-E-R. Help me out a little bit. Help you out. You'll match 100% of your deposit when you put in. Trust me, boys. Underdog Fantasy is worth the play. Small money to win big money. Build that betting portfolio on the fantasy Football side is super fun. Sorry. All right. Week four booms recap. Number five, my week four boom was Curtis Samuel versus Dallas. 
he had a 8.4 disappointing but you know I didn't see enough to like not play Curtis Samuel just a down week I mean Dallas is good against receivers I underestimated them I mean I have their defense in multiple leagues but I underestimated Dallas's defense they're the real deal versus receivers hence why I mean they've just held receivers down to low points each game all right Number four, it was Chase Edmonds. He dropped a touchdown catch, bro. Oh, my gosh. He dropped a touchdown catch, so he only scored 10 points versus the Bengals. He could have had, like, seven. That's a catch for a few yards. He could have had, like, 17.2 easily. But, you know, sometimes stuff like that happens, and we live through it. 10 points, still not a terrible flex play option this week. There were a lot of guys who just busted oh no sus intended um number three on our week four booms was alan lazard i was catching so much hate for telling people to start alan lazard this week i said he's gonna boom and people like oh no rogers likes dubs yeah dude dubs whatever you however you say it but dude each week is different i knew the game plan for lazard was going to be heavy this week versus the Patriots. I just knew he was going to go off. He was a wide receiver 15 this week, maybe wide receiver 16 after the Monday night game. I haven't checked the score or the fantasy points after that. I know Debo was in front of him. But he scored 17.4 fantasy points this week, earning himself the title of wide receiver 15 for week four. He boomed. You love to see it. All right, my number two boom was Drake London. Eek, eek, eek. Versus Cleveland, two catches for 17 yards, 3.7 points. He'll bounce back. Surprise Cleveland held him to that low. <coughs> Atlanta really ran the ball, though. These, I mean, Cordero Patterson, before he got hurt, he had nine points. Then Algier and Huntley both had 11-plus points, which is crazy. They have a solid offensive line who can they can run the ball, so that opens some eyes this week. And here our final boom, pretty obvious, super obvious. You probably picked him up off waivers and plugged him right into your RB two or flex spot. It was Jamal Williams was our final boom, twenty two plus points versus Seahawks. Game plan pointed towards it. He's a touchdown monster, dude. Dude, I'm. This may be a wild take, but I think Jamal Williams could possibly break the single season touchdown record. He'll probably finish top five for a touchdown record. But this man scoring scoring touchdowns as a crazy rate, and the Lions' offense has enough firepower to get it done. Jamal Williams will finish top five in a single season rushing touchdowns. Boom! There you have it. Drop the mic. I'm going to end the podcast on that. Thanks for hearing me out, boys. If you like this podcast, go support me and follow me on TikTok. Click that plus button and a like. Share it with a friend if they need this advice. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. It's out on Apple, Spotify, everything. Share this with a friend. I love the support, boys.
Have a good night. Have a good week. Attack those waivers this Tuesday. They may be looking skimpy, but trust your gut, boys. Salutations. Good night.